This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Warning, the following program is not for the weak hearted. Those who are closed minded, in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine. Grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibrations stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. What is up all you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl Sapphire and we have a very very special guest tonight. His name is Brian Dwayne. But most of you out there, especially for all my people who love a good porn, may know him as Black Touch. The company blacktouch.com. I am so fortunate to have the photographer, the man behind the lens, the owner just the creative, just genius behind Black Touch. Brian, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate that. No, I appreciate you, brother. Honestly, um, I'm trying to think how I first came into like getting to know Black Touch. And I don't know if it was from some of the sex positive community members that I've met through Instagram, especially during quarantine, or yeah. if it was because maybe you have worked with somebody that I knew, but... Once I saw it, I was like, finally, <laughs> finally, we have some erotica with our name on it. And it's not degrading, extremely sexy. And you don't just do video. I'm seeing that there's also audio erotica, which has also become a new like trend that's starting that. I mean, that's been around, but now again, because of quarantine, people were, you know, out of touch with their partners here's the next best thing that just kind of like boomed. So I am so happy that the culture, us black folks have something to not feel shamed about because let's be honest, black sexuality, it's been, it's always been around, but it's still very taboo, especially in our community. I don't understand why, because we always glorify it in our you know, music and stuff. But it's like when it comes to sex and pornography and the black community, there's always been this like disconnect. So, Brian, let's get into it. I know that Black Touch was founded uh, around like 2019. In fact, we're coming up on your two year anniversary, correct? Yeah, definitely. Oh, um, my goodness. Uh, beginning of May is, uh, 2019 is when I actually purchased the domain and I started the Instagram and I started in earnest building out this project. So what like prompted you like, hey, I'm a photographer. I have an eye for things. Let's jump into the adult world. What like prompted that? <laughs> it really wasn't like that direct. A lot of majority of it was um, just wanting to be challenged. So I've been shooting um, implied nude photography featuring black women for maybe like five or six years before I started this project. Um, and so I have like this, this ability, this skill that I developed over time to like see things, um, in, a, in an aesthetic way. Um, and a model reached out to me and she was interested in doing 
a polyandry shoot where she uh, would be featured as the main character, you know, the main person, and then you'd have two males that would that were essentially attracted to her. And it was all this sort of natural, consensual, sensual um, connection, and pho but photographed through my eyes, meaning you know the lighting and the aesthetics of it were very much kind of like a higher end, or at least they felt they felt good, right, to watch it. And it, and we just don't see a lot of that. In mm -hmm. fact, this particular polyandry setup has been like memed out and shared all over the place because when people are looking for examples of black polyandry they don't see there's not many others out there i'm going to ask you real quick just to clarify for the listeners out there i myself am polyamorous polyandry um you know for people that may not know how would you describe it to those out there um, so, uh, you know, there's different ways of, of, of describing polyamory, right? But in, in, from the perspective of uh, a woman having multiple partners, a mul I, think, I think it had to be multiple male partners, mm -hmm. um, that's a polyandry um, setup. And so, yeah, I'm saying polyandry like everybody knows what it is, but that's, yes. that's it. <laughs> there was one woman and two men. Um, and really, there was it was just sensual. There was there was like maybe like five shots that were where they were nude, and the rest where they were sort of like posed and you know like. But this was sort of the heart or the beginning of the whole project. In that, when I shot it, I didn't expect much of it, and then it got really big. And you know, even till today, I still see a lot of it. And then I decided I want to continue to shoot erotic work. But I wanted a home for it because it didn't mesh with the work that I'd been doing up until that point. So creating Black Touch, and we've been saying Black Touch, but it's B-L-K Touch, right? So we created Black Touch, uh, or I created Black Touch, essentially, just to be a home for erotic photography. Um, and I didn't know where I wanted to take it. I just knew I wanted to create more and more and eventually get into like telling stories. Um, but the, the, at the heart of it, it was just, you know, publish a scene or you know set of photos um and then collect email addresses so that whenever i publish a new one i could reach out to people mm -hmm. um, and that became the engine for what it is today uh, at this point there's about 35 scenes on the website uh we transitioned from doing only photos uh to video work explicit video work um with scripting and lighting and acting and all sorts of stuff to sort of give context to the intimate moment of the, of the scene. And a lot of these actors, um, would you say that they're mostly amateur or do you get now some people in the professional adult world, you know, adult models coming into play in this? Um, majority of the content on the site, I would say is amateur. Um, and then there are people who I like pro-am, right? Like they, they sort of dip in and out of right. the, the mainstream. Um, but the majority is amateur people who are, who love the project and just want to be a part of it. Um, but I'm never really like saying, I'm never saying, oh no, I can't work with you. You're too big. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I think I really, my goal is always do does the person understand what I'm trying to do. Right, and what this project is about so that we're all on the same level, that we're trying to create a sort of a thing of beauty, something that people haven't seen before in this particular scene. And that's why I get excited because I love telling stories. And Absolutely. 
who I work with, they share that love. And then we get, we sit down in a room and we start saying, oh yeah, and then you could come in from that side, but then that would mean this and that, you know, and like there's this energy around um, wanting to tell the story that sort of like supersedes the sensual part of it, but it also makes it interesting um, for the audience so that once we get to the sets, it's like, it, we know why it's happening. We know where, how do people feel about each other and, you know, it's that's the thing that kind of drives me and a lot of people that work with the project. Yeah, I'm really loving that there are these new sites, and especially with yours, because again, when I first found out about it, I was like, oh my God, this man is on to something. Because again, like you said, it's all about the buildup. I don't know what's more attractive sometimes, you know, the foreplay leading up to sex or, you know, the after sex, because the, the art of sex is already sexy. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like yeah. nobody really talks about, you know, the foreplay, the lead up, the wordplay that, you know, gets you going. Exactly. And I love how you really do create this, not just for women, but for all people to just, you know, kind of like throw themselves into it, especially for somebody who doesn't really watch pornography or erotica you know right. you kind of like it's almost like you're you're giving them like a step into the kiddie pool you know you dip your toes <laughs> in and then all of a sudden it's like okay instant wetness just boom <laughs> right at you <laughs> yeah part of it too is like i'm i'm not i'm i do the work but i'm not like in life yeah that makes sense so most of the time I'm learning at the same time and I'm like, so what does that mean? Oh, really? Oh, you guys do that? And I take that sort of curiosity and I think, how do I present this so that people understand understand this if they're not already familiar with it, right? Right, right. Um, whether it's you know, BDSM, um, slave, master, down dynamics, and all that, all that stuff is re re really new to me. I don't like turn off the camera and put on a, like a gimp suit. I was I actually just about to ask you because like, I'm looking at you, you have like salt and pepper daddy feel. I'm like, somebody's calling him master behind in the bedroom. Somebody's calling him a, something. At the moment, there's only one person. You know? and, <laughs> and I'm pretty, I'm pretty, a uh, pretty private person, but like, um, but for that same reason, I've, I've, I've my own personal, like, um, space has been expanded you know you know like like things i've been experimenting with and what have you um but i take the curiosity that i have about the people and the, and the subjects that i'm shooting and i use that to sort of like guide me through st telling the story I like so if that. i was watching it for the first time it's sort of like oh wow that's a thing people do i had no idea or or black people do that oh shit you know so <laughs> No, and that's the thing. That's the thing because we sort of like condition that if if something is free, if something is boundless, it is at us, right? That we have to always keep sort of like uh, this, you know, like that that freedom really doesn't belong to us. So when you see people being free in a sexual way or a sensual uh, way, we we tend to be like that's not that's not us. So that's unnatural for us to do. But really, that's the story that's given to us, like a lot of. Shit. I'm glad um, that you mentioned that because um, last month, and I did an episode about this, um, I was called out in Clubhouse. I fucking hate that app now. I, I've been steering clear <laughs> from my mental because it's like, <laughs> again, it's a great way to connect with, you know, other black folks through the internet. It's like Black Planet times 10, but it's right. also extremely pro problematic. And I was called a pervert 
Only because solely and Brian, nobody could see this, but Brian even gave a look like, what the fuck? Why were you called a pervert? <laughs> I was called a pervert because in my bio, I identified myself, she, her, poly am, you know, sexually fluid. And they're like, oh, you're a fucking pervert. And then attacked me because I'm in an interracial relationship. And they're like, well, why for someone who's poly, why don't you have anybody black in your rotation? And I'm like, wow. it's the shit right here. It's the yeah. shit right here, especially in black sexuality. It's like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If you feel repressed, you, your, your uh, natural instinct is to repress those who you believe are freer than you. Absolutely. This is a, this is a psychology thing, you know, like the 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 a lot of the um fear or the judgment really is just a reflection of jealousy people don't want to hear that but it really i mean even in my own life i recognize when i'm being a little too judgmental about somebody or something that i realize that that doesn't affect me right and mm. i realize that at some level i have some sort of some sort of jealousy towards that and it's a natural thing. Being jealous is a natural thing, but we're also conscious beings that can acknowledge that jealousy. And uh, I, for me, I can easily compartmentalize it without trying to like let it leak into my business or you know, personal life and what have you. Um, I do believe that there's no way to not judge folk, but it really is within our ability to, um, to make sure that our judgment doesn't try to make sure that our judgment doesn't affect other people's lives and their and, and how they they conduct their living or, or their their personal life how would you say you know getting into this side of entertainment has opened you sexually that's a good question <laughs> because i really am i you know the what i've mentioned about telling the stories and sitting and, and actually crafting a story that's the thing that excites me Mm -hmm. And I'm not really ever thinking about the sex scene. I'm thinking about the story. And then even when I'm shooting, I'm sort of like detached from what's happening. It's mm -hmm. usually like I, I get home and I'm unloading the footage on the computer and I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, that was intense. Like, it's like <laughs> I'm watching it for the first time because in the moment I'm so sort of like, I can't be aroused and I can't be, you know, as caught up as the people in front of the lens. So um how does it affect i think it does it may be much more accepting i think of other people and their um their kinks mm -hmm. um their you know like it's it because i grew up uh adventist as a christian uh sect of christianity and it was very it's a very you know like most christianity is like you, you basically learn to judge everything against this one bar right and I sort of gave that up a long time ago, but not the judging. And so I don't think that I was very open to, I was as open to um, accepting or basically, yeah, accepting other people's um, freedom in that in the sexual space. Yeah. Until, yeah. I, until I was working with people, you know, because your sexuality is just a part of who you are. It's not all of you, right? So I spent more time working with people who may be pan or bi or just gay or queer you know queer um and i and I, I didn't have access to interacting with these people outside of creating the content before that makes sense no it it's like somebody around me they may be they may be queer but we're not we're not dealing with their sexuality in the work that we're doing 
And now it, it is it is definitely that. The work we're doing is, has to do with your sexuality. It has to do with your kinks and what 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 you're attracted to, you know, doing and who you're attracted to. And I realized like there's all these little hangups I used to have about it and it sort of like ironed it out, right? The more you sort of expose to someone and what they do, the more you realize that it's it's normal. It, 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 like the way you were thinking before is not is because you you weren't exposed. Isn't the same reason why there's such this this divide between the races in America is because it's just a lack of exposure. You were to spend time around another culture, you realize that there are ninety eight percent of what we got going on is the same. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I'm I'm glad that you had mentioned all this because again, I feel like even just within our own community, there's such a big disconnect with someone who is, you know, sexually open and liberated versus the one who is, you know, grown up in the church, deeply rooted. It's solely yeah. about, you know, waiting until marriage and everything else is just like you're a sinner, you're this, you're that. And right. I'm glad to have found just a community of black folks who really can just like come together in all aspects and forms of coming together. Mm-hmm. But, you know, come together and create this like united front almost to kind of say like, right. hey, this like you said, this is normal. You know, this is how we got here in the first place, you know. <laughs> test, I don't know yeah test tube or not like people masturbate all the time people are gonna have right. sex all the time right. you know right. whether or not it's kinky or not that's that's everybody's prerogative but it's like we we cannot act like none of the shit you know appears and i hate it right. when you know some people are like oh you're into that white people shit i was like oh really let me give you a list of all the BDSM black folks that you just don't hear about it because you cannot find them because they're right. not on the pedestal in mainstream, but they're right. out here. They definitely are. They're out here. Um, yeah. And, and that, that sort of like limited mindset is only really applies to us, unfortunately. But you know, a part of it is that um, when, when you have not been allowed to see it's sort of like this. I, I my my day to day job. I'm a network engineer. So I work on routers and switches and firewalls and the equipment that keeps the internet running. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I was younger, there was nobody around me that did anything close to doing that. So did I not have the capacity to do this work growing up, you know, or at least to learn this sort of thing? Yes, I did. It really was the fact that. At some point, I got exposed. So in my first job, I was sort of like a, uh, working at the United Nations. Okay. And I was taking equipment, um, like old equipment. I was refreshing machines and stuff like that. And because I was doing that, I had to unplug the network and reconnect it and make sure things were configured properly. And I had a question in my head, like, how does this person's computer able to talk to a machine in Japan? Like that question is what sort of sparked my interest and I just kept running with it wow. and in the last 20 years I've done been doing networking I understand that how to, I can ask you that question a million ways and I understand it to a very very deep level but if I had never been exposed to it I'd never been exposed to the technology and stuff like that I would always think that it's not for me or that somebody that's some shit that other people do um, and that's sort of what you have to keep in mind when dealing with people with a limited worldview their 
when you start talking about the ceiling is bigger, is higher than the one above their head, right? The one that they can see, or you start saying that the world is larger than the poor, the, the city that you grew, in, grew up in, um, there's a threat to their own identity because this is a part of who I tell myself I am. I am, I am all of these things, but I'm also limited in this way. And that's a part of my identity. When you start testing that, when you start stressing that by showing them outside of this, this, this limited worldview, they'll attack and they'll call you names and they'll, they'll tell you that you're weird and you're strange and that's white people shit and all this other shit. All of it. Um, yeah. All of it. Yeah, I sort of like brush it off and contextualize it. It's like, oh, that's because that's how you, 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 you're not ready to pop out of your bubble. You may never be, but I'm not going to let your view sort of like dictate how I feel and think. Absolutely. Let's get into some hard shit. So, sure. you know, last year and even leading into this year, because I keep telling folks, you know, yes, the ruling with, you know, the case of the year of the century it's yeah. just been one. I need people to understand. It's just one to celebrate, but we mm-hmm. still have a lot of work to do. Now, with that being said, there's still the issue of Black Lives Matter when it comes to pornography. Um, I was doing some research, and I don't know how this flew under the radar with me, but apparently last year, Pornhub had seen a trend that was almost like, okay, <laughs> once again... It's fallen upon deaf ears. You know, some people who do follow their favorite pornographers um, or even follow a good friend of mine, Lotus Lane, you know, there was a whole big discussion that happened with XBiz and AVNs that they were, you know, trying to come to terms with, well, how are we going to change, you know, the name of Ebony and Black Girl ghetto, you know, ghetto porn out there? Whole big ass meeting happened. And yet here we are almost damn near a year later. Nothing has fucking changed. Right. You go on Pornhub, you easily can type in Ebony. You could type in ghetto. All mm-hmm. those terms are still popping up. Now, what surprised me was that also on Pornhub, if you type in Black Lives Matter, you see white women riding this shit on their backs, getting fucked by black men or right. getting fucked by white men and screaming upon climax, Black Lives Matter. Wow. <laughs> I'm so unaware. It, it, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? This is what I like. I was researching because I was like, okay, it frustrates me when I type in black porn and I'm trying to look up statistics. I'm trying to get the facts. There is nothing on us. That's the bullshit right there. There is yeah. nothing on us. And yet, how are you going to tell us? You know, that consumers love, you know, this is one of the top five categories in porn, okay, by men and women. It's ebony, Mm -hmm. big dicks, Japanese, big booty hoes, the whole nine. Right. Which you cannot tell me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. So, yeah, like, not to cut you off. No, no, please, please a whole perspective on that. And it's, it's um, first off, the industry is not developed and designed to, to cater to us. Just like most industries aren't. We're, we're afterthought. Um, and usually, I mean, from the beginning of our sort of documented existing here in the United States, our sexuality was sort of a, is a commodity. We, we were used to create more slaves. And uh, for that reason, 
uh, to think about it as um, think of us as whole people in terms of um, uh, that we do desire and deserve pleasure. That sort of is like a newer concept in American, you know, in the American marketplace, right? So the sexual desires that the marketplace probably caters to the most is probably white males. And so when you're watching these websites and you're watching the conversations being had, it's sort of like you're screaming into the void because white males are, do not desire a change. They're not, they're not boycotting, they're not stopping, they're not gonna not watch the content because it doesn't, it's not racially sensitive. Um, and I don't expect that to change. You know, I think that the, the, the this idea that, um, that the sex that, the sex that is portrayed in mainstream has anything to do with what's natural or even has anything to do with what's good for the black community is is completely wrong. I mean, I, I grew up watching this content. I would sit and I would watch interracial content and I would watch, you know, Bang Bus and what else is there? Oh There's my like God, Bang the, Bus. The West, Coast, the West Coast production stuff when I was younger. Yes. Like I would sit and watch this and of course I'd get off and I'd be like, oh my God, you know, that's insane. Like I would, I would adopt the mindset that let's say a white, a young white teenager would because it's all sort of like packaged and prepared to, for his consumption. You have to sort of sit in his space to enjoy it, right? But as I got older and I, and I started caring more and more and sort of being more, you know, uh, uh, thoughtful about the concept of stuff I was consuming, I realized that this is all sort of like his junk. Even the stuff that is considered black porn by us so like the west coast production content uh, i was telling somebody like what does it matter if it's a, a, a white man or a black man behind the gun like and and it's the same content it's the same the same mindset that generated this or it's made for the same people right it's just sort of you know has a black face on it um and i don't think it matters until the person making the, the content cares about the people consuming the content or the people in it oh um, my god you are hitting the head and you know this makes me uh even bring up that show that's been talked about on amazon them or they i haven't seen them it's them yeah them. i haven't seen it and i i only got up to eight episodes and you know it's just kind of like how you described it's like unfortunately just because it has a black name a black face writing it doesn't mean is it for us entirely. Right. And that's been the big disagreement right now is was this show on Amazon torture porn for black folks? And, you know, is this, you know, a white inside of what's really going down? Cause I'm like some of the shit that happened, honestly, I'm on the SAG after a committee. So if this shit comes my way to be voted next year, I'm going to vote against it. One thousand percent. Because I'm like, look, I don't give a fuck that it has Lena Waite's name on it. I don't give a fuck that there's one black director and a one uh, black writer. This is white consumption. Period. Right. I don't care right. how many black people are in this production. Oh, they, they, it's also they make things uh, like a, 
do it, you know, talk about it that way. But yeah. really, if you think about it, the stuff that's created and marketed to us, it, it, if they will not sit and think that it's worthy if it's not you know, following a particular dynamic. So, in regards to torture porn or like torture, like you know, our our uh, our pain being sort of put our up trauma, against, yeah, our trauma, that's sort of like that that has a, a nice track record financially. Like, so why why wouldn't they continue to do that? And you know. They may think that they're doing it in a way that it's this is also helping people gain gain an understanding. But if you are, um, let's say that the, this is sort of like um, they're working, there's like a, a doctor operating on someone, and there are people observing him operating. Um, the the primary thing is to increase the health of the person that they're working on, but not to sit there and take your time and point at the, the the, the 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 cancerous growth in their body while they're exposed and they're like yeah we're gonna eventually cut this out but look look closer <laughs> at this open wound here and I'm thinking like no let's fucking heal the person and we can discuss how how bad it was afterwards and that's sort of like what we're seeing is that the 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 people with the money and the power the producers they 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 are thinking maybe you know possibly they're thinking this is going to eventually be a benefit by because it's going to show everybody how horrible it is you know the black the black existence in america might be and look how bad it gets you know and yeah it does but at the same time let's let's not just tell the story but let's talk about how do we um how do we help so that this isn't the story for the future Absolutely. maybe it's not about talking about how bad it is and how horrible people have had it maybe it's more about talking about where we could go because nothing uh, that is created doesn't first start in the mind, right? So if we're looking for a better um, a better life uh, for the black community, especially in America, we have to start envisioning a better life for us. And it doesn't shouldn't always include our our pain and our our you know issues. And that's why again it brings me back to why I like your content because you don't focus on the the pain aspect of sex you know even with the bdsm like i don't care like I, i'm a bdsm enthusiast mm -hmm. I, I love it i have bedroom chains right here i got my bed <laughs> yeah so the, like my my bedroom is my you know dungeon for now i love it and so yeah. i love how you bring in this sensual touch because again you're breaking that that norm that we see in porn because Let's face it. There's a lot of race play, a lot of degradation, porn out there. And I don't care how many black people are involved in it. It's like, right. not all not porn money is good money, <laughs> you know? Right. And, and, you know, again, it's, I try not to judge. And so like, at the heart of what I'm doing is like create what you want to see. Yes. That, that's said. So when I sit, because I, I don't know if I mentioned this at this point, but I do everything so if anything that you see like if it's an email that went out or uh there's a frame off on the website or it's just me this is one guy so i have wow. at this moment i'm writing the scripts i come up with like i've come up with a story i know who i'm working with i know the location i'm going to be shooting at the the tone that i want for the scene i'm getting better at that but you know like all of it's is learning from one moment to the next 
But the idea is that I think about my audience. So like yesterday I had a meeting with uh, uh, Lotus Ropewolf and- um, mm. I just had them on the show a couple weeks ago. Absolutely no, love them. Absolutely adore them. Ad- oh my yes, God. They're, they're, they're incredible. In fact, he was in one of the, like, the first scene that I did that crossed over to like Triple X. Wow. And um, Darling Nikki. Um, and so we just kept the relationship since then. And we're talking about another scene now. Um, and, you know, while, while we're sitting there and talking, you know, there's contradictions that come up. Like, yeah, but is that really, would she be in control in that moment? Mm-hmm. That's sort of what I try to do is like I write the stories from the feminine perspective as much as I can as a man. And I try to make sure that it feels like she's in control or things are just happening to her. Or if it is happening to her, it's still what she desired, like, you know, consensual, non-consensual sex. So um, so from that, that's the, the that's sort of like the true north of mm-hmm. uh, I'm, when I'm when I'm creating and I'm coming up with concepts, if it feels like she's being used or it's just kind of put on her, you know, think the, the situation is being put on her, I sort of like stop and I process. And I think, okay, there must be another way to come about this. And by doing that, I realize how intentional the other shit is. Like when, when you see a woman sort of not being uh, cared for or thought about or being just used and justified in the scene, especially black women. If someone thought about that, someone thought this is the right way to go about it. This is what's interesting. This is what they want to see. And I'm doing it sort of the other way. I'm like, I'm thinking about black women and like, will they feel comfortable watching this? And will, will, will this be a little bit too much? Am I pushing? Am I, does it feel like she lost her agency in this scene? And because I understand how much thought I put into it, I realize how deliberate that other shit is. I love that. I love that because again, especially when you're crossing the line and for everybody, we're talking about Lotus and, and Lotus Wolf. Wolf and Blaine. And Blaine. And so even as we had a discussion on episodes previous to our discussion, you know, we even talked about the frustrating part is, you know, when you watch a lot of this BDSM porn or even just in the mainstream field of BDSM, you really have to question, okay, is it really in the females, you know, Mm -hmm. is it in the females favor or is it really just a man just wanting to dominate a woman? And people, you know, kind of get that communication askew because yes, most of the time it is going to be a man in power of the woman. But at the end of the day, anybody who truly does BDSM knows that the power lies within the sub. You know, it's the, the master is carrying out the subs wishes and fantasies. You know, they know from every flinch, eye, you know, contact the body language when they can't, you know, physically say anything. The master is truly serving the sub. Exactly. And I'm like learning this as I'm like doing it, right? <laughs> so there was a scene that I, a couple of scenes I've done uh, with um, um, Phoenix Black, Sir Phoenix Black, mm-hmm. and his his slave slave virtue. And this was written from her perspective, right? So she's a, in the scene. She's a married woman. Um, she she used to be into the lifestyle and BDSM. 
Um, but she got married, had kids, and she still finds herself attracted to that lifestyle even years later. Uh, her husband is uh, judgmental and um, isn't open-minded in regards to that. And so she goes back to her old dom and she asks for him to sort of like to, to do her, you know, like he said, if you come back, um, it's not going to be, it's not going to be easy. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to be years, you know? And so she, she accepts that. And so everything after that is still her desire, still what she wanted. That's the motivation for the whole intimate, like BDSM session. Um, and so we, we shot that as that's one. And then we, we did a sequel to it where it just sort of extends that story, but she's still her desires, her wishes, her story is still at the heart of it. Um, and yeah, like when I, when I do end up doing a BDSM type scene, um, I will, I'll, I'll try, I'll try back a little bit. The thing about it is that because I've, I've seen standard mainstream erotica or porn more than I've seen anything else, mm-hmm. um, it is almost without a doubt that I'm, my first inclination is going to do something that is male centered. And it's something that you have, you have to sort of like catch yourself at. So yes. we were seen together. I'm like, yeah, and then he could just do this and then he could hit it from the back and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself like, yeah, but then I start thinking about my audience and I, and I start saying, okay, if, if I was only going to show this to the five black women who I, who I know and I kind of talk to all the time and I, and, and I ask for their opinion, what would they say? Would this be a please, pleasing to them? Mm-hmm. Would this you know, because there are things that even um, even people who I shoot, the things that they do that is primarily attracting, attractive to men. Yes. So like, like a foot job, maybe women might be interested into it, but like if, if the foot job is sort of like, like overly like spin and this and that and you know, like it's going to, and not to say that women wouldn't be into it, but I'm saying as a general, if I were a woman and I was looking at it, I'm like, there's nothing in this right now. There's, yeah. And it, it's <laughs> amazing to me because it's like people don't understand how women really do run behind the scenes in porn yet it Mm -hmm. does favor more to the male audience like even for me when Mm -hmm. i'm editing when i'm qc editing and getting things ready for dvd Mm -hmm. you know it's like the the company that i work for they do very very intense shit and it's Mm -hmm. very rare that i come across even with the female directed porns where it's like me as a woman i'm getting off to this i'm not Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not getting into the whole pop shots. I'm not into the gaping (laughs) assholes and and all that. You know what I mean? Like, and the the thing is, like, I don't hate those things. Like, that's that that can exist, but it's like, let's start focusing on creating other content stuff that women can feel comfortable. Be like, oh, that. So, I'll give you an example. What I would do is go on my Instagram and I'd ask women, generally, but men, men sometimes pop up and people <laughs> ask them let's say if you were watching like a male masturbation scene what about it would would uh, work for you and all the things that would not be focused on are all the things that they talk about so they're like they want to hear him moan they want to see his body writhing they want to see you know the uh, close-up of the strokes and the veins and all that stuff and i'm like yeah, well, as a heterosexual guy, at first I was like, 
Uh, you know, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I was going to say, I know for a, a, like a straight man, sometimes it's got to be a little uncomfortable, you know, when you got to focus on like a boner or, you know, like a male's ass because you're like, I got to get that shot. It's, 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 I, can, I can tell you this, right? It is more of, it's, it's more uncomfortable to think about it than to do it. Okay. Well, I'm and I'm like, I've got the camera set up and I'm like, I'm just framing and I'm making sure the lighting is right and like things are going on. I look at it as this, this, this is what's inside of the frame. Pretty. Or is it beautiful? Is right. it like something that, that I could like edit and work with later? Now we sitting down and editing it and like messing with the color grading and making sure that the veins are popping, like all that stuff is there. <laughs> Yeah, I'll afford that, but I also think about the audience, right? right. So, so the things that they they want to focus on are the sensual stuff that you normally don't see, his expressions and his face, yes. things like that. Um, and it was like unanimous, like all the stuff that, like, all right. So there are guys out there that do stroke videos. Mm-hmm. They wear they wear masks, so they cut their head off, and they just show you the the, 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 the all you see is him walking away. Like, yep, ah! you just see the you beating know? of the meat. Or the beating of the fruit, because I've seen the fruit videos. I don't understand that shit. I don't understand it, but I know it's popular with some women. They like a good cantaloupe, watermelon fucking. Okay. The thing is that like these guys who are doing like the solo amateur stuff, they're they're thinking it's just about that when a woman wants to hear you whisper fuck, you know, like, and, and, and like you're out of control. So what it really, what I've got from it is that the more vulnerable the man seems, the more arousing it is in that moment. So when I finally shot one, I made sure to keep that stuff in mind. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's probably dropping next week. Um, but it's just coming Ooh, Friday. I'm excited. I imagine like I, I drop a scene every week. I love it. No, I love it because <laughs> Honestly, I, I got to find new material because the more I befriend more porn stars, I'm like, my shit gets, it's dwindling. It's dwindling so much. The window to, you know, my own erotica just dwindles by the minute. But, oh, man, it just, again, it makes me just very happy that, again, there is a site, even though it is created by a man, you really do tap into all every like there's something for everybody now i I gotta ask because i know Uh probably some people have asked you too on the lines of gay erotica yeah um i know i think you have had some scenes with lesbianism um what about for the black gay males what's going to be the future of that like are you finding it harder to find people who are willing to do well, it's not, or? it's not that I find it hard to find people because I, do, I have been approached actually from early in the project. People have kind of like reached out to me mm-hmm. at the same time is because it's, it's difficult for me to like shoot it in a way that I don't think my bias is going to get in, in the mix of it, if that makes sense. No, it does. Um, yeah, like I do have, I do prefer to see the stuff that I'm shooting, and I've I've had, and it's a it's a it's just interesting because it's a small project, right? It's two years old, mm-hmm. um, and you know after a while these people start coming across it, and I've got I remember getting an email in the beginning about how um, 
you know, it was a gay, a gay guy, and he was basically saying, hey, I, I love your work, but I can't promote it because I don't see anybody, you know, like I don't see any gay male sex on the site. And that, that would be, you know, that would be great if you could go do that, go and make it. <clears throat> and I said, you know, I said to him, I understand, because when I started, I didn't see anything like what I'm doing out there. That's the, that was the sort of like the thing that motivated me primarily was I have this skill and I think there's a gap and I want to start working to fill that in. Um, but I said to him, but it's based off of my desire to see what I desire to see. And so if I were to go through gay porn personally, it wouldn't work out. You know, it wouldn't work. I wouldn't be as driven to market and push and, you know, and, and get it out there. And I also think that I would be able to do the work justice personally. I'm glad that you said that because it, it's not, and I hope nobody is taking this into offense because I'm certainly not. Because again, mm-hmm. if anything, if I'm getting into something, especially in the world of erotica, you know, mm-hmm. like anybody, if you get into any type of certain specific work, you want to make sure that you're passionate, you're understanding, you're empathetic, and you're doing the work. So I'm glad that you said that because I feel like there's just a lot of, even just in the world of sexuality, um, mm-hmm. I know that you even called out black.com and I'm glad let's tap into that for a second too. Um, mm-hmm. but it's like, there are a lot of people and I've, I've said this with another sex educator, um, Rukaya, um, you know, there's a lot of people that don't stay in their own lane in sexuality. You got a lot of people on Instagram who are faux sex educators, sex supporters, mm-hmm. but then they, they got to talk shit about pornography you know, right. they're going to, you know, not do things just, you know, the justice. And someone mm-hmm. I was talking to, they're like, I thought black.com was black toned. And I'm like, oh, honey, no, no. Uh, yeah, I could tell it was, you know, what a part of it is, is, is part of what I'm trying to do is hit the quality level. Yes. Right, of the, of productions like that, because I believe that that also tells us we're worthy of that thing. Right? Um, but at the same time, like I didn't, I wasn't at, at all fooled. No, <laughs> this was, there was a white hand behind this. Side. Yeah, I was like, if you are te- like, I literally had like a full on discussion, almost like a debate with this person. Like, what made you think that black dot com was black owned? Because what you have almost every black guy in rotation and porn on the site that made it black owned. I'm like, no, honey, it literally is black degrading porn <laughs> on white women that's what that shit oh, is yeah that's what that shit is i've had conversations around it um often online um, yes that's honestly what gravitated me to you more was when you called mm-hmm. them out on instagram i was like yeah. fuck yes finally finally yeah. somebody's speaking on it um it is it is the distilled version of um of what we were talking about before how we're commodity we're a commodity and a, and a lot of the time you know we're black people black sexuality is sort of like isn't we don't own the platforms or the production or the or any of it we're just sort of like in the story to serve a white marketplace yes um, and the, the issue with Blacked.com, if anyone doesn't know it, it primarily features like smaller white women and bigger black men um, in scenarios where 
you know, I could sit and write a story, and this is part of what I was saying before, but I, and I could be conscious of how this is going to be accepted and consumed by my market. That means someone's sitting and writing a story about a young girl who uh, wants to just fuck a rapper or a young girl who's, um, who's, who is at college and she doesn't have enough money, um, but her roommate's brother's in town and she's always wanted to fuck a black guy and, you know. The, Go the against whole, daddy's wishes and Yeah, that whole, that. like, this long is at the heart of it, right? The thing that motivates this, motivates the site, motivates consuming the consumption, I believe, is that it's wrong. The people believe at some level it's wrong for this to happen, and that inherently is racist. Um, but if you try to talk to people who love who love to consume the content, they're going to give you a thousand reasons why. Well, well, it's just their kink, and I'm like, people aren't kinks, man. Right. The thing people do are kinks, but you cannot you cannot fetishize a person. You know, the racism we, is not a kink. <laughs> it's not a kink, dog. It's, it's a, not. a mental disorder, and <laughs> you're you're buying into it. And and you know, I talk about this a lot, but like we're in a, a white supremacist society, so. Um, but the white supremacist mindset doesn't just affect white people, it affects all of us. We're all trained to think in a particular way and to believe that lower lower quality means is, is more is easily more associated with black content, higher quality, you know, like that sort of thing. Um, so, which is part of why I'm trying my best to push the, pro- the production quality up as much as I can as an individual and then when I'm ready to start building a team to start creating stuff that really feels genuine, genuinely for us. Um, but yeah, like the, the, there's, you know, that's just one of many sites where racism literally is a part of the, the formula. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's the it's, blueprint. It's, it's the aesthetic. It's the whole yeah. nine. And again, yeah. it, it loves, this is why I love you even more because you also show different shades of blackness. You know, it's not just the light, fair-skinned, almost mixed in passing. You have all body forms. I mean, I you got... Really it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I, I appreciate that you see... Because people show me, tell me stuff, and I'm like, wow, oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, yeah. like, I, I really pay attention to detail, and especially when I have people on my platforms, I really like to do my research and you know to just not just say like oh i never i'm, I'm gonna have black t- you know blk touch on but mm-hmm. i'm not consuming it i'm not gonna view yeah. it you know yeah. i i did do the trial i might actually sign up to be honest because i get your emails all the time and i'm like oh this shit looks hot this shit looks fired <laughs> so that's, that's what i want that's yes. right there, that response and i also don't take it personal like this is on another business level thing. Like I have friends and family who are completely aware. Yeah. And see it, they get the emails, but they don't subscribe. But I also say that it's not, you know, it's for you when it when it's for you. Yeah. And I don't and like I said, for me, it's like, okay, I work in the adult industry, so am I gonna sit up and watch porn all day? No. But at the same time, I'm like, I might have to pop in a movie. I'm going to, you know, resort to this because, again, I'm seeing myself. It's just like I had this conversation with my white boyfriend last night talking about an Oscar-nominated film. And I said, I usually don't really gravitate to white movies because I'm like, I'm not white. But there was this one particular film and what it was dealing with, it gravitated to me. It triggered me. It made me 
you know, think about my own life. So when I'm like seeing that and now I'm seeing your company in the world of sexuality where I, again, it's like we are, we're popular, but we we're degraded. And then here you come in and it's like, fuck, finally, someone fucking gets it. You know, (laughs) here's somebody who, who is really celebrating black sexuality on film. You know, black sexuality through audio erotica. I'm like, oh, my God. Yes. Finally, somebody gets it right. I'm looking at myself on the camera. I can physically put myself in a scene and feel like that's me. So I love talking about this, but the, the, the idea about it is I, I want the woman in the scene, if it's one, an individual woman, to have the lead to sort of be a proxy for the, for the viewer. Any storyteller will tell you there's, that's the whole point. You have to have some sort of empathy or understanding for the person that you're, that's sort of leading the story. Um, and so when I write it, I want people to understand, you know, I want that sort of connection from my audience, you know, from black women to this, to this woman so that when she's experiencing pleasure, that it is more pleasurable for them. And if you just take somebody and you don't know, you don't have any background or understanding about who they are, or what they care about or what their values are, then, and then you just have them having sex, it, then it's a, there's like a disconnect there that, you know, sex is is a spiritual thing as well and if you can at some level have a spiritual or sort of so emotional connection to the character when the character is feeling pleasure you do as well when the character is feeling shame even all you know even if even if it's positive or negative you start to feel it that's what good storytelling does that's what i strive to do when i when i create come up with a concept i want somebody who can identify with the domain i want to work with someone who can help the audience identify with this main character when they're going. Yes. Oh my gosh. Brian, I could chat with you all day. I feel like honestly, Um, I I invite my guests back all the time, but honestly, I would love to have you come back in the future because I feel like we can just dive into so many things. Um, So as we wrap up, Mm -hmm. what's coming up next for black touch? What's, you know, plug in your shit, please. This is your time. So for anyone listening, the website and the Instagram are both BLK Touch. The website is blktouch.com. The Twitter is BLK Touch. The Instagram is BLK Touch. Please check me out there. Message me, DM me. I respond to those. You can email me. But what I really, really would like for folks to do is go to the website and subscribe. Because that will basically allow you to get updates as when I'm publishing new scenes. Um, and when I start traveling and I'm shooting, if, if you have ever been interested in creating erotica, I mean, I worked with a lot of people for the first time and um, I'm, I, I actually enjoy doing that because it's, we can sort of create a story that without the sort of pretense about how it's supposed to be. Um, but yeah, like I've definitely subscribed to the mailing list on the website if you'd like to support so that we can get to this higher production level sooner rather than later. Um, please also try to try out a membership. You don't have to go on forever and ever. Just try it out and see. There's tons of content on there already for everyone to check a look at. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Brian, thank you. Thank you so, so much for joining me tonight. This has been oh, this has been one hell of an eargasm. I'm gonna have to take a smoke break or something before I edit all this because whew, I'm excited. 
I'm 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 waiting for my man to get home. We we might need to tap into some black touch before before dinner time. <laughs> but thank you so so much. Everybody, remember that safe sex is the best hot sex. We got another lineup next week coming at you. The guests have just been on fire. Guests have been on fire, but as we enter into May masturbation, we're gonna have Phoenix Mandel. We're gonna have a very, very great discussion candid talk on polyamory and just all things poly because it needs to be said this is not just a trend this is a lifestyle that's been around so we're going to tap into that so phoenix mandel will be on next week brian thanks again my brother thank you thank you and everybody good night that was the show all you sexy motherfuckers out there now remember ms radio sci-fi on instagram twitter for more earplay fun go to itunes all podcasting platforms 